When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't even know where to start tonight. What a day in the National Football League yet again. I mean, there's there's so much to talk about. Just, I don't, again, where do we start, people? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dear Pat Nation podcast with Ray Rout. You'll g- guess what? My name is Ray Rout. So it's my podcast, mine. Yay! Welcome back. We're back. Legit as ever. Coming off a day where I couldn't fix the toilet at work. Coming off off a day I had to wait 10 minutes for quote-unquote hot and ready pizzas. I feel like that's false advertisement. It's also very un-Italian to go get hot and ready pizzas from Little Caesars, but... I like Little Caesars. The Patriots got better today. But so did the Bills. And so did the Colts. And so did almost every other team in the AFC. So kind of where we just left off. Make sure you go check out DeanBlundell.com. DeanBlundell.com. Podcast creators, content creators, my blogs, his blogs, everybody's blogs, entertainment, sports, news, Sports. Did I say sports? Sports again. Sports. It's basically me and Chris. A couple other guys every once in a while pop in, but it's Chris and I. DeanBlundell.com. Check out RayRoute.com. R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H.com. Get all my uh, stuff over there. And uh, check out the Halftime app. And go find me. Look up Ray Route. They're really getting behind me. They like that I tell it like it is and uh, let's bring in producer Mike to say hello hi producer Mike hello that's enough of producer Mike for the rest for the rest of the show he came in and said hello what's going on buddy how are you good what's going on Ray what's going on everybody what a fucking day eh crazy still getting over a cold got to sit home all day and watch the NFL news happen unfold it's got the Rona oh yeah First day without masking here in Ontario. Unbelievable. Cases spike. Not today. They will tomorrow. Wait a couple days. First day back from spring break too, though. So, you know, good day to start. I masked. 100% masking at my work today. 100%. Good for them. My kids masked all day, so they say. I didn't make them either, people. So don't call me for child abuse. I said it's yeah. totally up to you guys. They chose to do it. They so, just couldn't come in if they didn't. They just weren't allowed back of the house, but I mean... Yeah, it's fine. Uh, check out patreon.com. 
most nights I post uh, the comments and questions section before 8.06 p.m. Eastern time. I apologize so much to the Patreon crew. Patreon.com slash DPN Sports, five bucks a month. You get direct access to me. Ask anybody who DMs me. I DM on the, the same day. Um, I know others who try to reach out to me via email, Twitter. I don't always respond. Always do on Patreon. And uh, you get all your comments and questions answered on the podcast. And you get the, tell them about the Friday night hangout, Mike. Maybe you can sell it. Uh, you get to hang out with us on Friday night. And if you uh, really, <laughs> if you if you're really good, I'll bring you on as an unpaid producer, which is even better. Intern, how do you feel that you're interning in your thirties? I'm done. Uh, no, it's it's great. Listen, we have an eclectic bunch of guys that show up on Friday. We talk football, generally talk a lot of other stuff, too. It's a good time. It's, it's a good time. If you had asked us all two years ago if we would have been spending our Friday nights, you, you know, hanging out and talking football with a bunch of weird dudes, I probably would have said yes. Ray <laughs> probably would have said absolutely not. So, as you know, Friday night was my go-out night. Yeah. Like, I went out every Friday night. You guys understand, like, if I didn't go out on a Friday, like, I just felt, ugh, yuck. And um, I now look forward to hanging out with the boys on Friday. Worldly. We have people from Germany on there, people from all over the United States, Canada, Portugal. It's insane. And I think I tweeted this the other day. If you would have told me two years ago that I would spend more time hanging out with guys on Twitter than I would hanging out with people in my real life. I would have told you you're crazy, but mm-hmm. I'll say, man, I have more friends on Twitter than I do in my real life now. Because I lost a lot of friends through this pandemic, as you know, a lot. Yeah, I think a lot of people have. I have too. It's a it's a common thread. Even like even friends that I made like right pre-pandemic, and we were like, oh, we're gonna keep up via like stuff. Like, no, everybody, well, I shouldn't say everybody, a lot of people have disappeared, so. Dude, the guys that I hung out with on every Friday night for, like, two years, I went out every Friday night with the same guys for guys' night. Yeah. I don't see them. I don't see a single one of them. A single one of them doesn't talk to me. We all, like, they all deleted me from Facebook. I deleted them from Facebook. Like, wow. we're yeah, we're no longer Facebook official, dude. Damn. Are you and, half-time official? <clears throat> well, I mean, I'm hardly on Facebook as it is. But right. I think like it comes down to a things got very political politicized during the pandemic. And though I always chose not to do it on air, off air, yeah, I got a little political. I got a little politicalized. Just a little. And um also just uh, a couple of my friends uh developed drinking habits during the uh during the pandemic which is you know as a former addict myself like so be it mm-hmm. but the 330 text messages and the telling me off because you're drunk and you're not really sure why you're mad at me Yikes. grows old and tired after a while makes yeah. sense to you yeah that's a little uh that's a little much for sure there's a couple of other ones i don't know what happened we kind of just fell apart you know what i mean yep um but uh you know besides that here i am hanging out with mike rather hang out with mike and those fuckers anyway so yeah take that lawrence hanging out with your uh hall of fame 
Pro Bowl buddies. Yeah. I got unpaid producer Mike. Yeah. Should we I add just, the unpaid to your title for now on? Does it sound better that way? I mean, if you want. Doesn't bother me. Although when you do pay me, we're, we understand that it's triple triple my rate, right? Are we up to triple? Oh, quadruple your rate at the moment. All right. You got a big fat zero coming to you this week. Nice. Nice. I see a lot of people like to be greedy, take multiple big zeros with other numbers you, in just front of one. Them. Yeah, just, just one. All, all no numbers in one. front. No numbers in front. I am the zero. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait a minute. You're the hero, Mike. You're the hero of this podcast. Yes. I won't make Mike the official co-host because then I have to pay him like the official co-host right now. I got to keep him as the unpaid intern. Yeah, it's all right. You used to get unpaid. Big news, Michael. What's going on? Mario's here tomorrow, 9 p.m. Holy guest. Bringing on the big dogs now. You know who else is a big dog? Nike woke up today, bud. Bill Belichick got up and he's like, fuck it. It's time to start free agency. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks in. This was part of the plan, apparently, all along. Big news, obviously, this morning, Trent Brown, right? And Huge. I'm going to say people are like, finally, a big signing. Jerome Bentley was pretty big as well. So yeah, it's under Trent, the radar. Trent Brown back with the Patriots. And they now have four of their five starting offensive linemen, which I think tr- changes our draft board again. Yeah. Because we kind of thought with only three, now there's going to be an offensive lineman taken in the first round. Trent Brown back, though. Uh, just last night in the podcast, I said, I have no idea if they're going to sign him or not. I didn't know. Yep. And But I uh, woke up to good news this morning. I'm going to say the signing of Trent Brown, the news that they were working on Malcolm Butler and Leonard Fournette, different vibe on Patriots Twitter today. Yeah, huge. I think everybody everybody's finally getting the getting the idea that the Patriots weren't going to be in on this first week of free agency and, you know, spending a lot of money because they didn't have a lot to spend. So uh, here we are week two. Uh, the Patriots getting the uh, mid tier guys that are still left and probably next week picking the bones. So, well, like, can we pretend like this? Not pretend. Can we just get back to this is a typical Patriots offseason? Like, Yep. Last year was the biggest anomaly anomaly in the world. Like anybody who thought that the 2022 offseason was going to look like the 2021 offseason, again, you just set yourself up for complete disappointment. The New England Patriots, A, did not have the money that they had last offseason. Number two, it's not the way they want to build the team. No. I mean, and it's not the, it's not just Belichick. It's the way Robert Kraft. So Ashton, who we talked about last night, the fake insider. Who said that they should have kept Zeigler because Zeigler was going for it, spending the money, making the big trades. That's not how Robert Kraft wants his football team built. He wants his team built through the draft. Exactly. And listen, if we see any kind of aberration as far as spending, also it's going to be next year. They have a huge amount of cap room, but it also comes with the fact that they need to re-sign about three quarters of their team or sign about three quarters of their team. So realistically, they were not going to go spend big this year. So... Again, I put out the comments and questions at 8.06 p.m. Eastern Time tonight. I apologize to the Patreon crew, but our boy Moises Carter says, My Patriots brother, Ray Rout, did our New England Patriots pick up running back Leonard Fournette? No, they did not. But I'm not saying they're not going to. They just did not today. He went out for a workout. What do you think of Fournette showing up? Does that, um, does that spell the end of Damian Harris, who's on a contract year? 
I don't think so. I think the Patriots have been a little enamored with Leonard Fournette for a while now. They tried to bring him in uh, when he was a free agent, not last year, but the year before. 2020, before he went signed with Tom Brady and won a Super Bowl? Yep. Uh, he was up here for a workout. He, and I think even he admitted somewhere, I heard this, that uh, he was about to sign up here. And then Tom Brady basically called him and said, uh, hey, come come down to Tampa. And he was like, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Pretty much. I think this gives them leverage, though, over Damian Harris. I said that he was going to be there to be the change of pace back. Because out of Ramondre Stevens and Damian Harris, Leonard Fournette's probably the guy who can go out and catch a pass better than those yeah. two. So, because right now you got Ty Montgomery, who I have pegged as the Rex Burkhead replacement. Yep. And now that Gunnar Olszewski's gone, I have him pegged as the punt returner as well. Mm-hmm. But perhaps Leonard Fournette fights him out for that spot as the uh, the change of pace back. Because I can't see them carrying five running backs. No, that would be quite a bit. They signed James White to a two-year deal, too, which means he's going to be around for a little bit. So uh, to have three of really the same style of back would be very weird. Speaking of running backs, does J.J. Taylor get cut this year? I think he does. I think we... Uh, he had his chance last year, and he fumbled uh, in a big way in Tampa that probably cost them the football game, and Bill Belichick has probably had enough of that. And lastly, how do you feel about the possible return of the 2014 player of the game, the Super Bowl hero, the man who never has to buy a drink in Boston again, and the man who was benched for Super Bowl 52, <laughs> the man who left the New England Patriots organization and could have been the one guy I excused if he ripped Bill Belichick to shreds when he left, except it wasn't Malcolm Butler. It was the angry little elf, Damian Mandola. Malcolm Butler held his head with pride. Would not say why he got benched. Would not trash Bill Belichick. Would not trash the Patriots organization. And obviously the relationship is good enough that, ladies and gentlemen, Malcolm Butler was in the Boston area today, apparently meeting with the New England Patriots about a possible reunion. Michael, talk to me about it, buddy. I mean, at this point, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I mean, the last time he really played, he was uh, not terrible you know we need veteran corners i think that you got that ty mitchell guy or whatever right or yep. whatever terrence, terrence mitchell. mitchell yep terrence mitchell you brought him obviously for veteran depth yep if you're gonna bring in veteran depth why not bring in a guy that absolutely positively knows this defense the guy who's right. gonna step in and know exactly where to be exactly where to go i do want to point out too he's a bit of a ball hawk like, Same role as JC, yep. Yeah, he's not as good as JC Jackson, but he can create turnovers, not not just on Russell Wilson, on other quarterbacks as well, and we've seen mm-hmm. that in time. Yep. Is it his fault that Tennessee completely overpaid for him? I don't think so. Nope. Everybody I don't was think, willing to. I don't think he was bad in Tennessee. I just don't think he ever lived up to the contract. Yeah, he got a... I heard this at the time, too, when he left Tennessee. He got a lot of snaps, so he was almost, like, beaten down. Like, almost played too much. So, uh, 
it's it's an interesting thing you know a guy takes a rest for a year i think if anybody could get a get a little bit left out of him it'd be belichick um it may be interesting too because if he opens the door for malcolm butler to come back does that open the door for stefan gilmore to come back i think things ended differently yeah i i know i know everybody looked at super bowl 52 and i know everybody wants to look at what's the story did he try to fight Steve Belichick was he sick for the week did he miss curfew I mean we've heard so many different versions of what happened in Super Bowl 52 I cannot wait until the book is 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 wrote and one of them admits this is what happened you know where was that that was one of it wasn't in Atlanta was that a in Texas where was that Super Bowl I think that no that wasn't Atlanta you're right I'll I'll look it up they wanted in Atlanta right yeah so wherever that Super Bowl was, I want to know what happened. I want to know what happened there, and I can't wait for one of the, the key players who will actually know, whether it's Belichick, Matt Patricia, Butler, whoever it may be, I want to know. I'm going to say, though, there was a buzz about Malcolm Butler visiting the Patriots. I mean, a buzz. And I don't know if that's a nostalgia thing. I think, again, I think Malcolm Butler is forever going to be a hero in New England. And I think that the way he left and how graciously he left, considering the circumstances, I think that holds him in a different light, too. Because if you look at guys like Gronk, we're not the only two. There's a lot of people who have wrote off Rob Gronkowski, whose final play for the Patriots was winning a Super Bowl. It was a gigantic catch in a Super Bowl. And yet people are like, no, he screwed us. We're done. I'm finished with him. I don't care. You know, whatever. We're like Malcolm Butler. He left graciously. He left yep. under these weird circumstances. They chose JC Jackson over him when you really break it all down because JC Jackson was picked up that next year. Right. And and here we are. And now he's returning. And again, he's a hero. Like he is legit forever. All of us will have that ingrained in our head. Malcolm Butler picking off Russell Wilson and the Patriots finally winning a Super Bowl because reminding everybody I know it sounds weird to say finally they hadn't won the Super Bowl since 2004 he's gonna he's gonna pick off a uh, touchdown in uh, an AFC championship this year so that we beat Russell Wilson and Mac Jones against the Broncos his, yeah so Mac Jones goes to a, his first Super Bowl so the Patriots got better today with Trent Brown possibly could get better with do you know much about Ryan Bates not much. I'll be honest with you. No, me Not neither. Much. So we'll just leave that off. But they could get better and sign Leonard Fournette. They could get better and sign Malcolm Butler. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Ryan Bates is the uh, offensive offensive lineman from yes. Buffalo. Yes. Yeah. The restricted free agent. Yeah. So the little I do know about him is he's he's like a ted karras kind of guy he's a journeyman he's been a couple places um journeyman isn't he a restricted free agent yeah but he's been a couple places like he i i guess journeyman's not the right word he's been like an on and off starter kind of like ted karras i guess is a better way to put it so um patriots could sign him obviously they need a guard so it's better than the guard you don't have yeah and I mean, if, even if you just bring him in for depth and you take another guy in the draft, you got a, a real opportunity to to do something, right? Yep. Let's stick in the AFC East, shall we? Let's go for it. Buffalo Bills. As much as the Patriots got better, the Buffalo Bills got better. Signed Jamison Crowder today, which I think is a huge, huge signing 
for the Buffalo Bills to be added to that offense. Yeah, just the potential there. I mean, he's always hurt, which is, you know, we why we kind of don't hear much about him. And then when he does come back, we hear a little bit. If he can stay healthy, great. I mean, as a fourth option or a third option on that roster, this is what happens, Buffalo Bills fans, when you're the place to be. People people are just piling on now. You have a good third or fourth option on that team that could potentially be a number two or a number one receiver on other teams. Well, and that's the thing, right? Because you've got Stephon Diggs, obviously. You've got Dawson Knox. You re-signed, uh, not Isaiah Zuber, that's our guy. Um, uh not Kelsey. Oh my god. No, goodness. Kelsey's a tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Even I know that. No. Uh... They re-signed the other guy who burnt us in, in New yeah, England yeah. On, on the second game that they played. And now you got McKenzie, Jameson Crowder. McKenzie. 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 Not Kinsey. Anyways. And now you got Jameson Crowder. And I love Jameson Crowder. He burnt the Patriots a couple of years ago, too. I don't know if you remember with Joe Flacco. With yes, Joe Flacco. Did. With with Joe with 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 Joe Flacco as the quarterback, absolutely burnt and torched. JC Jackson. Do you remember that? I do. Jameson Crowder owned him. Owned JC Jackson. Which is yet another. Which is yeah. Which honestly, I mean, not trying to shit on JC Jackson, but more evidence that the fucking guy got burnt a lot by top receivers on teams. And I don't even know, count Jamison Crowder as a top receiver. He's just a top receiver for the Jets. You know what's funny? And, you know, this stat's going to come back to bite me in the ass is, you know, you all make fun of me that Josh McDaniels left. The Patriots were, what, like the fourth highest scoring offense in, in the league this year or something crazy like that. And it's because most of those points came against, like, a bad Jets team and things of that nature. Yep. Um, That they picked off a bunch. But, yeah, going back to your point of, yeah, yeah. We, oof, J.C. Jackson. We'll see. We'll see if he holds up in uh, Los Angeles. By the way, just an update. Ryan Bates will be visiting with Chicago tomorrow. Okay. So the okay. Patriots did not keep him in the building. Doesn't surprise me. They have a... They, I don't know why people keep saying that we need depth at offensive line. We have Yanni Kajus. We have Yasir Durant. We have... Uh, Oh yeah, we goodness. need depth at offensive line. You just, you just, you just made the argument for me. Yeah, no, no, I know. I, I'm sorry that we need like warm bodies. Like they have like five warm bodies. No, we, need, like, we don't need warm bodies. But I think they might be looking at Ryan Bates as like an actual depth piece, like not a warm yeah. body, but like an actual yeah. rotational guy. Because yeah. don't forget, the Patriots rotate their offensive line a lot, especially their tackles. Right? Yeah, they. They brought back uh, for Ferrance as well. He's been an on and off and guy. For Bates them. can play interior. Can he not? Yeah, I think that's what they want him for. So here's my thing. If you bring him in, then you can actually swing. You can keep my, if you want to go, you can swing on, on Wienu back out to tackle if you wanted and use him as your swing tackle, which like they used them last year, right? And then you just go get another, no matter what they do, whether they get, whether they get an interior guy or an exterior guy, they need to fill the spot. So if you if you bring in an interior guy now, you don't have to call it a complete offensive line. You can still look at Onwenu as your swing tackle and still draft an interior guy in the draft. And then you got Onwenu's depth all over the line. Yeah. 
I think they're going to use Trent Brown at right tackle again. I think they're going to use Mike Onwenu at right guard. I think they're going to lock up, lock up that right side, and then hopefully uh, Isaiah Wynn actually has a good year, and they, they just need to find a left guard. I just, I still don't understand the Shaq Mason trade. I understand it was money wise, but it's one I still just don't fucking get. I just don't know why you do that. No, I, I don't either. Unless they have some move in 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 the works or in the back of their minds where they they're like oh we're gonna free up some cap space kind of like you were saying what they wanted to keep it close to the best i don't know it doesn't make a lot of sense still not for a fifth round pick hey let me ask you something Mm -hmm. could you imagine trading more for carson wentz than you would for matt ryan yeah that's that's crazy that's just putting it into words that way is insane not only did the Indianapolis Colts get Matt Ryan today for a third round pick, mm-hmm. Atlanta's eating the dead cap. Yeah, I don't know how they work. Well, I know how they work that deal. Matt Ryan all of a sudden yesterday saw his out and goes, hey, Atlanta, I want a new three-year deal. And they were like, uh, yeah, see ya. <laughs> poor Kyle Pitts. Let's start there. Before we even talk about Indianapolis, poor yeah. Kyle Pitts. I said that fucking this... guy could have been a phenomenal tight end anywhere in the NFL, and he got picked by Atlanta. He could have been a phenomenal receiver, tight end, whatever he wanted to do. I said this to a uh, group in Discord about two weeks ago. I said he's going to be locked in hell. I said Atlanta's not going to want to trade trade him. What they should do is they should trade him away and try to get a first-round pick within the next year. I was just won't. thinking the same thing. Just get a first-round you need more than a first for him because all you're really doing is exchanging what you gave up right. for him. And you think it was like, what, the fifth overall? Yeah, something like that. Fourth or yeah. fifth overall. So you need a first and something else. And yeah. I think he's proven himself in the NFL. Some team out there. Him on a rookie deal. Oh, yeah. I, even if the Patriots wanted him, and I know we're not tight end needy, but let's say we go into next year knowing that we're going to get rid of Jonu Smith and you know, maybe we're not happy with Hunter Henry for some weird reason. If they were like, we'll take, well, if you want him for a, I don't know, a first and a third, I'd be like, yes, do it. Absolutely. Because he plays a dual threat. He could be a receiver and a tight end. I think just based on a lot of things, I'd give up a first and second for him to be straight up with you. Okay. Um, yeah. Either way, I, I totally agree. Dude, I if think you're willing you- to give up a first round for Julio Jones, you're willing yeah. to give up a first and a second for Kyle Pitts. That's fair. Yeah. If you put it that way, yeah, that's absolutely fair. But your analysis is spot on. I was right there a couple weeks ago. This poor kid's going to be locked in hell. He's probably not going to be traded to like the fourth year of his deal realistically. But if Atlanta's yep. smart, they ex- expedite their rebuild and get rid of him. If they moved him now or moved him at the draft, mm-hmm. his value is going to be very high now. It's going to be way higher now. If yep. you get to the fourth year or his fifth year of his deal, Dude, I saw a thing today that one of the teams talking to the Browns about yep. Baker Mayfield want a pick back for Baker Mayfield. They want Baker Mayfield Yikes. and a pick. And they basically have told the Browns, hey, this is us getting him off your books. Yeah, that's wow, that's rough. Yeah, that's so, rough. That's exactly where Atlanta is going to be. Yeah, Kyle Pitts is good, but the bidding war is like, well, you know what? He's going to be a free agent next year anyway, so let's just let him go into free agency. And and if you're Atlanta, do you play games? Do you put a first-round tender on him? You know? No, I mean, 
what what well, he, here's one of the teams that should be interested in him and we're not we like listen we're gonna hate this is the jets oh 100 the jets have a bajillion first round picks trade down one of your first round picks into a, a lower first round pick hand it off to atlanta again hand off a later pick maybe in a, another year and he would be a perfect weapon for zach wilson i would package weapon. whatever they want before anything so matt ryan to the colts yeah as we marcus mariota to the falcons mm-hmm. and jimmy garoppolo is still a 49er yeah it's funny because i heard somebody talking about when jimmy garoppolo gets traded today but the real question is to who i was gonna say is it a really a when or is it an if I, I think it's an if at this point where is, i guess the seahawks are still left out there probably we should have brought lawrence in tonight to talk about this trade i didn't even think of that see if he's available Nah, he'll be <laughs> fine um what do you think of this move for the colts I think I, mean, it's the, really I good. think the trade is good, but what do you think? What impact do you think Matt Ryan's going to have on this Colts team? Because Matt Ryan ain't Matt Ryan anymore. I just want to put that out on the table. I think I it's think, being very Philip River esque. I mean, Philip Rivers still got the Colts to a playoff spot two years. I didn't say ago. it's going to be bad, but I don't think it's going to be phenomenal. I think he gives them enough stability at quarterback to be in the race for the next two years if they get him an outside weapon. Fantastic. So now. You got an AFC that has Josh Allen, Mac Jones, two attempts. Okay, so here's the established quarterbacks. Let's start with the established quarterbacks. Sure. You've got Josh Allen, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson. I'm going to put Joe Burrow as an established quarterback now because he, he has to a Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. And that okay. team's getting getting a lot better. Right. You got them. Mm-hmm. We don't know what Trubisky is yet, so we'll just keep Trubisky off that list. Yes. Now you got Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Former MVP. Ryan Tannehill. Meh. Eh. <laughs> then, Meh. Then you've got Patrick Mahomes. Meh. <laughs> Russell Wilson. <laughs> eh. Justin Herbert and Derek Carr. Yeah, they're all legit, kid. Then you've got the underneath guys. Mac Jones, Tua Tango Viola, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence. Like, dude. The AFC is so loaded. And if Mitch Trubisky can be anything for Pittsburgh. So loaded. Brady's got to be licking his fucking chops, right? If you're a free agent, you're looking at Tampa Bay, Green Bay, or LA. That's it. Well, that's that's the the NFC is now what the AFC used to be. The AFC was what Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, uh, and uh, Philip Rivers. Ben Roethlisberger, Philip yeah, Rivers. I mean, I would even say Joe Flacco for a little bit. At least that Ravens defense. I think there was more. Alex Smith in Kansas City. Andrew Luck for a while in in Indianapolis while Peyton Manning was in Denver. Yeah. The AFC was never as weak as the NFC is right now. No. 
And again, some of those weak teams. I mean, look, I'll throw Andy Dalton brought the Cincinnati Bengals to a few playoff spot, a few playoff places. Um, but what I will say is, though, is that fuck, man, I, I, the NFC is shit. Dude, if you're ever going to pick the Detroit Lions to go to the playoffs, this year's the year. This is the year. Yeah. I don't think Jared Goff is not that bad. He's not that good, but he's not that bad. He's not going to lose you. I don't think Jared Goff loses you a lot of games. I don't think he yeah. wins you a lot of games, but he doesn't lose you a lot of games. All you need him to do is win you a couple games. I think most people forget that he got, you know, a team to a Super Bowl and then made a decent playoff run another year. So it's like, yeah, like he just never was able to get them to that next level. Right, right. So I'm telling you people right now, if there was ever a year. Vikings fans, it's your year. Shit, that's another team. Yeah. Another, if they can do something to their defense. Fuck. Because that, that that team always flies under the radar because of the hate I feel like Kirk Cousins gets too. You and I have talked about this. He's a good quarterback. They have great weapons. Their defense with a with a defensive coach have just kind of sucked the last few few years. Can we get serious for a second here? Sure. Serious face. Fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. Who has cancer? Jeff Howe. Oh, does he? He uh, well, it might be out. He said today he writes after surgery. Doctors found cancer in my thyroid. We're oh. optimistic it's all been removed, but I'll continue to monitor everything in the near future to make sure. Uh, we caught it early because we stayed on top of it. For that, I feel fortunate. Thank you again for all the support. And then he said, "Oh, by the way, fuck off or fuck right the fuck off, cancer." And uh, so, first of all, our thoughts are with you, Jeff Howe and his family. Yes. And fuck cancer. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a terrible thing. We're not shadow banned anymore, Mike. Shh, you're not supposed to talk about it. Sorry. We're not Shadow Blade Bandy Day. Oh wow. Thank goodness gay. Subscribership going up. Views going up. Everything going up nice you took credit today i did saying it was because you started showing your face i did i am i have been so we want to know how much of you guys watching anything on this channel whether it be my short videos or the podcast how much of it has to do with producer mike's face i feel like it's one of those things where you watch now because it's kind of like a car crash are you worried about the responses? <laughs> yes. Did you say looking at your face, you watch because it's like a car crash to see that? Yep. Just joking. Just joking. You know, when this channel first started, I didn't show my face. I know. It was pure, pure. Uh, what do they call them? Layover, layovers or whatever. And then, yeah, you, uh, and then even on my face, like even on my lives, face. I didn't show my face. I don't remember that. Maybe that no. was before I started watching. Even on my lives, I did. I, 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 okay, my first lives I did because I just did it from my phone. Yeah. But then once I got like on the computer and shit, which by the way, this is the original computer I started on. So it's. Oh, no, it's not. What the fuck am I talking about? Never mind. No. Take that back. Similar. 
but not the same one. I just got. Do you this. still use that other computer? It's like a paperweight, the one, the Asus one or whatever. It's right here on the floor. I step on it every night when I come in. <laughs> Acer, not Aces. Sorry, there's two. Yeah, there's two different companies. Sound very similar. Acer and Asus. <sighs> Anything you want to talk about? I got more, but I'm gonna turn it to you for a minute. Uh. No, I'm good. Keep going. The guy wonders why he doesn't fucking get paid. You know, usually you do all the talking. I'm happy with it. He I, I want us to sign Julio Jones. I got on that bandwagon again today. Uh, all right, you need to explain why. I think he would be a good veteran receiver if we could get him put the minimum in this locker room. Who is he going to replace? Nikhil Harry. I don't like it, but I hate it, if you get what I'm saying. You don't like it, but you hate it. You don't not like it, you mean? No, I fucking hate it. I fucking Why? hate it. I don't want Julio Jones. Why? The fuck do we want a guy that's going to stay healthy for two games for? He might as well sign Gronk. I mean, at least Julio won't try to catch a punt with his face. <laughs> well, maybe fucking Nikhil's going to wear a bigger hole in his helmet this year so the ball fits in there. You ever think of that? Hey, smart guy. All right. Nikhil Harry's face saw more of the football than Julio Jones did this season. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How many receiving it. yards did he have? Let's let me look. Let me look that up. Julio Jones. Yeah. Negative twelve. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Okay. Julio Jones stats. Four hundred thirty-four. Hey, right, that's still more than Nikhil did. Everything's more than Nikhil did. Well, I said I walk- if we get him for the veteran minimum, that's like, what, a million bucks? I bet you Mr. Julio Jones will not sign for the veteran minimum. No, he won't. That's... Everybody has everybody's, a pipe dream, you know? Everybody's going to overpay. Oh, for Julio? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, he's pr- he's probably going to Las Vegas. Or Green Bay. Did you uh, did you see the Tom Brady video today? Yeah, him passing with Jules. Yeah, I was just like everyone else in Pat's Nation saw that and sent Ray the most like overreaction. Can I read it, text. To everybody? Yeah. So this is the text I get. I actually texted Mike first this morning, which is not the norm. No, I was I was shocked. I thought something big happened, and then something big did kind of happen. Well, here's what I wrote. I said, yo, the YouTube shadowy baby has been lifted. He writes, yeah, we go through it. Anyways, we talk about it for like three or four messages. He writes, Jules doing workouts with Brady. If he goes to Tampa, I'm becoming a Raiders fan. (laughs) Which is a little of an inside joke. A little bit. Inside joke. We spent 20 minutes on the podcast talking about it the other night. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not giving the satisfaction of saying his name on air again. Raider Nation. Raider Nation. Did he see it? Is that why? I don't know if he did or not. Is he still on the Discord? He is. And he never said nothing. Nope. 
not a he thing. Never, then he never saw it. No, he never did. He'll see so it we, like three weeks from now. I doubt it. He's busy. Well, He's busy. Busy catching up on uh, Dear Raider Nation videos. Dear Raider Nation. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know when I had a plan once to have a, a football network, eh? Like Dear Colts Nation, Dear Raider Nation, Dear Bills Mafia. It wasn't going to be me doing it. Like I was going to be Dear Pats Nation, the, f- the flagship. Right, right. But I was going to get all these different creators and podcasters to do this. Deal at Dear Staler's Nation, all that kind of shit. Never formulated though. Dear Duval. You know what I mean? Like that idea is still pending. Nobody copyrights idea. Pending trademark. Pen- oh, if I see it like a Deer Raiders Nation, I'll fucking go b- b- ballistic. Ballistic. He will soup. You want to bring anything? Nah, Julio Jones. You're demanding all this money. I'm do- yeah, guys. Uh, there's some con- there's some contract negotiations going on behind the scenes. Um, I feel like I might get traded. So explain this one to me. Quarterback prospect Kenny Pickett's much discussed hand size increased by an eighth of an inch. Oh my god, dude. Okay. How did his hands increase by an eighth of an inch? You know how you crack your knuckles? I think he like went and saw like a chiropractic specialist and they like stretched his fingers out a little bit. So is it a real thing? Yeah. He really increased the size of his hands? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. No, I just made that up. <laughs> I don't know what this thing about Kenny Pickett having small hands are. Is so is... this comes from Brooke Pryor. Maybe it's a friendly tape measure, or maybe those stretches actually worked. Whatever hey. it was, Pitt quarterback Kyle Pickett's much discussed hand size increased by an eighth of an inch from his official NFL scouting combine measurement, checking in at eight and f- eight and five eighth inches at Pitt's pro day on Monday. The stretch works, Pickett said, Pickett said with a laugh. The reason why I've been doing them, if it helped me get an eighth of an inch, I'll take it. That's a lot for stretching, like an eighth of an inch. Do you think that I could do that with other parts of my body? I was just going to say, I, um, we need to look up this thing about a friendly tape measure. I need one of those. Were you were you waiting for the dick reference as soon as I started talking about it? <laughs> yes, I, I was. <laughs> but do you think if I just stretched it every day? Probably. Like, let's be honest. I could add like an eighth of an inch. Probably more, depending on how long you did it. Hmm. Yeah. I think tomorrow I'll give everybody the official measurement. (laughs) Of course you will. And we'll try this out for the next. How long do you think I got to stretch it for? How long do you got to stretch your dick for before it? Hmm. Should ask uh, Lachlan. He might know. Don't fuck with my boy Lachlan. Nah, <laughs> uh, realistically. Lachlan has been patronizing me on Twitter all night and passing it off as nice. <laughs> oh, so he's Canadian? Good to know. Yeah, he is Canadian. <laughs> he's Albertian. Albertan? Al- Albertan? Al- I'm going to call it Albertian. Okay. He's an Albertine. All right, so if anybody can look it up and let me know how long, how many days do I have to stretch my dick out for before we're gonna get shadow banned again by the way it'll grow and like no we won't it's i we just don't talk bad about certain entities owned by another certain billy 80 billion dollar entity 
Oh, okay. But we can talk about other stuff. Okay, Ever so. since I started talking about penis sizes, Our it penis got lifted. Hmm. This is the kind of content that YouTube is looking for, my friend. Good to know. Good to know. The Raiders have agreed to terms with tight end Jacob Hollister on a one-year deal. How? A reunion for Josh McDaniels. I'm surprised. I'm, I didn't even know he was still out there. I thought he. Uh, I thought he retired. Him and his brother, like last year, because they couldn't find jobs. So, do you want to hear the final trade for Houston in Cleveland? Yeah, yeah. What the picks were? Houston receives Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Or Cleveland, and it or Cleveland receives Deshaun Watson in a 2024 sixth round pick. Cleveland receives 2022 first, 13th overall, 2000 and 2022 fourth round pick, 2023 first, 2023 third, 2024 first, 2024 fourth. Doesn't seem like that big of a trade. No, what was the sixth back for? I don't know. I feel like Denver's trade for Russell Wilson was bigger. Like, even though it's less picks, like less first round picks, the two firsts and the two seconds. Maybe because of the money the, the Browns yeah. had to put on the table. Don't forget, yeah. too, the Browns would have had way more leverage than the Broncos would have. Yeah. Because once Deshaun decided, I'm going to play, I'm going to play for Cleveland, mm-hmm. the ball was kind of in Cleveland's hands, right? Because yeah. Houston could only negotiate with them. Well, it sounded like Deshaun went back to Cleveland after Cleveland was like, no, 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 wait, we'll guarantee your whole contract. Because it sounded like he had kind of moved on to the Saints or the, the Falcons, right? I think that he was going to be a Falcon, yeah. to be honest with you. There's probably also two when Matt Ryan's like, you were talking to Deshaun Watson, give me a trillion dollars. Yeah. Oh, or I want get a rid new of me. Three year, yeah, I want a new three-year deal. It's amazing. I don't know if you know this, but it's something we've learned over the, the last few days that starting quarterbacks in the NFL don't appreciate when their teams host other quarterbacks. Yeah, that 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 surprises me. Um, uh, you know, even Tom Brady, like he loved having Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh yeah, no, that was, he said it, it was the best time of his life. He loved looking over his shoulder. He loved believing that someone was there to take his job. He loved that it caused even more tension between him and Belichick because of it. Yeah. Like, I mean, so I don't know what, yeah, I don't know what Matt Ryan and Baker Mayfield were getting so upset about. Yeah. I, I have no idea why Baker Mayfield was upset. Like, listen, dude, they they said they were still going with you even after he left the building. Speaking of which, Jameis Winston signed with the Saints today. Did you see that? He did. That flew under the radar. Dude, there was so much shit that happened today that flew under the radar because there was just so much going on. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those days where there was just like, this was a bigger fucking shitstorm today. I don't mean shitstorm, but like it's a bigger flurry today than there was the first day of free agency. Yeah, there was a lot of moves today. A lot of moves today. And I think coincidentally i think it had a lot to do with matt ryan's movement you know you saw it because then you saw the marcus mariota you saw the Jameis winston so you saw all these smaller pieces fall so um
Did I steal your thunder? No. Costco is trending, and I'm trying to figure out why. Do they I sell can't... friendly tape measures? Oh, this woman was hiding in a, a box or something. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Hmm. Dude, though, but there's like... There's some stupid TikToks out there. Fuck. Mac Jones is trending, too. Oh, he was very happy to see uh, Trent Brown. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Hey, did you hear that David Ortiz was targeted by a drug kingpin in in his shooting in 2019? I did hear this. Yeah, I heard this actually like a year or so ago. I thought he wasn't the one who was targeted. He just, he accidentally got shot. No, I think, yeah, I think he was targeted because he said something about him and you don't oh, really figure that he is, yeah. What would you really fuck with David Ortiz in Dominican Republic, though? Seems like a bad idea, but some of those kingpins down there, they probably rule the roost. So I don't. I know. bet you, I bet you, David Ortiz has more power down there than the fucking drug kingpins. You think so? Although Listen, baseball, baseball is huge down there too. I'm thinking, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, dude, that guy yeah, owns right. the island, bro. You, I remember being. 18 years old going to Dominican for a vacation. Yeah. And I was wearing a Team Canada baseball shirt. And the guy's like, do you know uh, David Ortiz? Big Poppy? Do you know Alex Rodriguez? Like, they were just naming off all the Dominican baseball players. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball's big in the islands. Way to carry the conversation today, Mike. I'm sorry. I apologize. You think Jules is going to come back? I don't know, man. He looked good. He did. How's that knee? Matt Judon recruiting the boy. Yeah, and then uh, Edelman quote tweeted it. I don't know, man. I what, would see... your, what would your reaction be if tomorrow it comes out that the Patriots have signed Malcolm Butler and Julian Edelman's coming out of retirement? I'd have to see where Julian Edelman was coming out of retirement, too. <laughs> No, no, you don't sell Foxborough Forever t-shirts and then sign with the but Buccaneers. That, that line would die real quick, wouldn't it? That that line of shirts would just... Well, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. People... A lot of people bandwagoned for Gronk and Brady. Yeah. I think if Jules went over there, like our fan base would be down to skeletons. Oh my god. Yeah, he he there's still a ghost of Julian Edelman in Gillette that holds the fan base together. Let's you know I'd have a problem not cheering for Tampa if Jules went down there. Yeah, yeah. If and if Ray's gonna cheer for Tampa. Because yeah. every time I say Jules, I think of my dog that's named after right. Julian Edelman. You know what I mean? Like I think of the most jerseys I own are Julian Edelman. Like I love Julian Edelman. like Jules is to me was more the heart and soul of the Patriots and Tom Brady. You know what I mean? When you talk heart and soul of a team. Yeah. Like, if we get another dog, I'm going to name it Slate. So I'm going to have Jules and Slate. I got to look at this, like, little clip of them them running their thing. See, to me, this looks like a drill that they... It looks like they almost copy and pasted a drill that they were they were doing a couple years ago. Like, are we sure this isn't a couple years old? So you don't think it's the same thing? No, I think this might be like an, an old video that they rehashed. I wish I could. I should like go through Tom Brady's friggin' Instagram because I I swear this is from like two or three years ago before he left. 
for Tampa. When does his How's the Knee shirt come out? Dude, there's no guy know. in the world that has been better with merch than Julian Edelman. See, man, he'll he'll come out with that thing right away. I don't know, dude. He does look good moving. Maybe he got some something injected in. Dude, if he came back, if he came back and played for the Pats. I, dude, like, listen, a year go. of steroid treatment when he's not being tested. Yeah. Come back and play football. Oh, my God, dude. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how good that would be with this team right now? I'm waiting for a video. I'm waiting for a video of him sitting at Gillette Stadium. It's spinning in circles because he did it at night. All of a sudden, it's becoming daylight. Him saying, Foxborough forever. I'm back. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, you know what? There's a portion of the fan base watching and listening right now that just went. They may have just. Dude, there are wet pants all over the world at this moment. Goosebumps. 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 Julian Edelman, if you are listening, and we know you are, come on, let's face it. Yeah. Dear Nation. Patriots podcast matter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> do you think he got it I, he did yep do you think he knows there was a direct shot at him <laughs> yep oh boy Jules if you're listening so not the dog Jules because you don't Julian Edelman <laughs> come home yes not to Toronto to New England. FYI, Julian Edelman's mom is Canadian. She was born in Kitchener, Ontario. Really? I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No wonder he's such a good football player. Because uh, that Canadian football. And that in Kitchener, that's that German blood down there. Yeah. That's where I mean, October that's Oktoberfest. All all the all the Canadian football players on the Patriots we know are great. That's not a shot at Nikhil. Not at all. Nikhil Harry and I were born at the same hospital. Ray clearly got all the talent. Say goodbye, Michael. (laughs) Goodbye, Michael. That's it, guys. This is one of those shows that we're going nowhere tonight. You have those. Doesn't mean it's a bad show. But basically, from the 30-minute mark and on, we were stretching, trying to find things. I had other stuff to talk about, but it was just going nowhere. Appreciate you guys. Go check me out on the Dean Bundell Show. It was on there uh, today for an hour. Second half of the show. Talking to Sean Watson. Talking about Lachlan's dick. Talking about lots of things. DeanBundell.com rayroute.com halftime app newsbreak app look up rayroute you're all legit kid Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. 
On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, SayTheDamnScore.com. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.